Thank you, Ruben. All in, all in. Awesome. Cool. Kia ora. I'm Ruben, and I'm here just to round up the sermons that have already been preached this morning by Pastor Paul and Charlotte and Nelly. <laughs> awesome. Who's fired up after that? I'm fired up after that. I'm ready to go all in with this. Amen. Amen. Tap someone and say, I'm ready to go all in. All in, all in. Well, I'm going to talk about a really manly topic. So I'm going to talk about all in love. All in love. Tap someone and say, I'm all in love with you. (laughs) Yeah, tap the other person and say, easy, easy. All right, I'm just going to pray into this. I'm going to pray into this. Thank you, Father. Lord, I just thank you so much, Father, that you have given us grace sufficient to go all in for you in your kingdom, Father. I, Lord, I just pray that to, to this morning, I was going to say tonight, but this morning, feels like a party, but this morning I pray that this word is your word. Father, and that I'm just stepped out of the way, and you are just going to minister from here down into someone this morning who needs this word, Father. I just know there's someone here ready to receive it. Someone came in with a soft heart this morning, Lord, and they are ready to receive this in Jesus' mighty name. And all the saints said, Amen, Amen, Amen. Amen. All in love. Well, we know, we know as Christians that uh, we are meant to what? Love God and love His people. Amen? Love His people. And I'm going to talk a little bit about that. My my message this morning is going to be a little bit of a testimony, because how I came to God was a result of God's children loving me. And I want to talk to you about that. And uh, first of all, I just want to bring up the scripture, John 15. As the Father loved me, this is Jesus speaking, as the Father loved me, I also have loved you. Abide in my love. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in His love. These things I have spoken to you. Why? That my joy may remain in you, and this is my, my favorite part, and that your joy may be full. Who here this morning wants some full joy? Amen. Who wants to be full of joy this morning? Yes, my wife does. Excellent. <laughs> this is my commandment. So keep his commandments full of joy. This is my commandment that you love one another as I have loved you. As I have loved you. How did Jesus love us? All in. All in. He was all in love for us. Amen? Now, a little bit of a story about me, because I'm all about me. No. I was. <laughs> you see, I was the kind of person that um, if you meet me, it was really important to me that you knew who I was from the get-go. It was really important to me. I would come up to you and I'd say, hi, I'm Reuben. I'm a surveyor. I'm really good at it. Um, uh, I can do all these things. I'm amazing at all these things. And, uh, and I'll put my hand up. I'll do that. That's fine. You need to know this. You need to know this about me. Just in case you don't ask, I'll tell you. 
I was pretty obnoxious to be around. I don't know how I got this beautiful woman to be my wife. <laughs> but I, I actually met, um, met Harmony. Yeah, grace. Grace and favor. Praise God. <laughs> I met Harmony when I was on tour with a band, and, um, and I got to meet this, this beautiful woman. Um, and the first thing I said to Harmony, the first thing I said to Harmony was, so, um, <clears throat> what's your occupation? <laughs> what do you What do you do for a living? And that was that was a lead in. That was a lead in. You see, because I wanted her to go. What do you do? But she didn't. <laughs> I just wanted to talk about myself. What's your occupation? She still gives me hassles about that today. Anyway, I met Harmony, I asked her what her occupation was. She didn't ask me what mine was, so I told her. Anyway, oh, I'm a, I play in this band, kind of a big deal. <laughs> you, need, you need to have me in your life. <laughs> yeah. I needed her in my life, but that's another story. But Anyway, I got to know this girl, and then, and then through her, through as our relationship grew, which is another story entirely, I got to know her family, and, um, and the Tepania family, you need to know, are a family to me who embody God's grace. They embody it. And I don't know, I know there's some of you here that have met Harmony's mum and uh, Harmony's sister that come over here. And some of you know their family well, but they are a family that really, they, they know what God's love is. You see, God's love is a bit different to what the world will tell you love is. God's love is, in the Greek, it's agape. It's an agape love. It's, it's an all-in love. It's a no-matter-what-you-do kind of love. It's a no matter who you are, no matter where you've come from, no matter what you think you've done or whether you deserve it, I'm going to love you anyway. That's the kind of love it is. And this is the kind of love that I encountered with the Tepaneas. It was strange for me to encounter a family who, um, who didn't want to really scope you out what you did so they could decide who you are. They didn't care what I was, who I was, where I was from. They, they didn't connect that to who I was. Amen. And uh, they, knowing that I wasn't in Christ, they didn't, they didn't come at me with the Bible and say, you need to, you need to read this. You, you need to come to Christ. You need to, your life is wrong. You need to change it. They, they, they didn't say any of that stuff to me. Do you know what they did? They just loved me. They just loved me with that agape love. And they would sit there and listen to my stories because when someone, like I said, when someone doesn't ask me what I do, I'm going to tell them. So I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm sitting there with my father-in-law and he loves to talk uh, and I love to talk. Um, he loves to talk about other people and I love to talk about me. So it was a fantastic relationship. So, so I was sitting there and I was just going, I was just going, you know, I'm, this is me. This is what I'm all about. I don't, I don't, I don't believe in your God. I don't believe in your, your Christ. You know, there's things that don't stack up. But, um, you know, at this stage, I was quite far along in my relationship with Harmony. I was saying, but I want to honor your daughter. And I, and I will come to church. And I will come to your Bible studies. And I'll, I'll sit there and I'll listen. But you need to know. You need to know. I am not Christian. 
And I'm never going to be. This was me. I'm never going to be. And my father-in-law, he's just, that's cool, bro. That's cool. That's cool. You know, and he'd just talk and share and discuss. And then, and then, and then I was going along to church. And uh, it was important to me that the pastors know where I was at. Because, you know, they didn't ask me, but they needed to know. I needed to tell them. They need to know who was there sitting in their pews, who was serving. Because I, I don't like coming to church and doing nothing. You know, I get uncomfortable. So I'm setting up chairs, and then next minute, um, I don't know how they found out. Someone must have told them that I'm, I, I used to be in the music industry and, uh, and, and that I could, I could probably help them out with a few things there. I know a few things, you know. And uh, so you know, I was forcing this knowledge on them again. And, um, and before long, they had me serving on the, on the sound desk. And so I was doing the sound desk unsaved, not Christian. And the pastors knew about it because I made sure they knew about it. I'm not Christian, never going to be Christian, but I'll just do the knobs. I'll, I'll, I'll work the desk for you. Um, and, and I'll, you know, don't worry about it. I'll sort it out. Uh, but I'm never going to come to Christ. Don't, you stop praying. Just don't do that. I'm supporting my wife. I'm supporting my wife. All the while... No one was telling me you're doing this wrong. No, you can't be on sound desk because you're not saved. No, you need to sort this out. No, you need to go through this course before you come up here. You know, it was very much a you belong before you believe sort of church. And that's, that's what we're about here at Excite. Amen? You belong before you believe. If you're here and you're like me and you're saying, nope, I'm never going to come to Christ. I just came here to hold my wife's hand. And if you come up and talk to me, I'm not going to talk to you. I'm just going to gap it for the door as soon as me. I see you and I will chase you and I will talk to you. Because uh, that was me. That was me. Don't um, nah, I'm good. I'm good. But if you do talk to me, I'll tell you. No, I'm not Christian. I'm a surveyor. I'm really good at it. I'm a muse. I was in this band, and I did all these things, and I'm fantastic. I'm a cool person, but I'm not Christian. And I never will be. Stop praying. And I was telling that to my wife. I was telling that to my wife. But the thing was, I had my identity in, this, uh, in, in my job, in my work, and, uh, and I was good at it. And, um, and so... I hit this project. This is the problem when you don't have your identity in Christ. This is the problem when you don't have your identity on something solid, like the, like the foundation of Christ. This is what can happen. And, uh, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you an opportunity at the end to lay that foundation in Christ like I did. But right now, I'm just going to talk to you about what it meant for me to not have that foundation. My foundation was in my work that I'd worked hard to do. And I was on this project. The thing is, my, my, my boss used to send me to the projects that needed help, because that's, that's what I did. I went in and I, I sorted it out. And he sent me to this project where I couldn't make a difference. I was struggling. I was doing whatever I could, and I couldn't make a difference. I was working 12 hours in the day. I was driving an hour and a half each way to get there. And, and I was not making any headway. I was doing everything I could in my power. And this one Saturday, our church was doing baptisms. And uh, I was meant to be working that Saturday, and I just didn't go to work. And for me, that was a huge thing. My, I, I just, my wife woke up, and I was still there, and she's looking at me like, 
Aren't you meant to be at work? <laughs> yep. Are you going? Nope. Went along to the baptisms and all of Harmony's family who had, um, you know, just been so loving, but they knew me so well because I'd made sure of it. They, uh, they looked at me and went, aren't you meant to be at work? I'm like, no. Oh, yes, but no, I'm not going to work. So I sat there and I watched the church, all the new baptisms happening, and my wife was singing, and, and I was just zoned out. And the next day on Sunday, I was, I was on the sound desk at church, and my brother-in-law, JT, who some of you have met, um, he was preaching on, I still can't remember what, my wife will be able to tell you what he was preaching on, that I was on the sound desk, and that morning I'd said to Harmony, I am not coming to Christ. Stop it. Stop praying. <laughs> True story. That morning I'd said to her, I'm not coming to Christ. And my brother-in-law, JT, he was preaching. And he did an altar call at the end. And, and I was on sound and there was like a transition there that I can't really remember. But I was walking up, walking up to my brother-in-law. And... I, I said to my wife, you know, I'm never coming to Christ. You know, that's established. Reuben, you can stop saying that. It's established. But I also said to her, if I ever do come to Christ, I'm not going to be one of the, you know, I'm not going to be crying as I walk up there. I'm not, you know, I'm going to be, if I, if I ever do, if I ever did, this is what it would be like. I'm ready. The reality was, I was a bubbling mess. <laughs> and I'm up there, I'm up there, and I'm up there at the, at, the, at the pulpit. And my brother-in-law, is he's just done this fire-breathing message. <laughs> There's Reuben, who he knows so well, because Reuben has made sure of it. And he's up there, and he's going, bro, bro. Do you want to do you want to give your life right now? Yep. yep. And as I'm walking as I'm walking up, I hear my, my father-in-law in the background. Yeah! <laughs> Prayers are being answered right now. <laughs> and I go up there and I, I give my life to the Lord. And yeah, it's 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 not like um it's not like a big party and angels come down and start dancing a jig around me or anything. <laughs> Just, I'm up there. The mics are feeding back because I'm meant to be on the sound there. So I'm sitting there trying to give my life, and my brother-in-law's lapel is going. <laughs> the most momentous moment of my life. Where was the sound guy? <laughs> I'm up there, and I'm bubbling this, and then I, I give my life, and I turn around. And I'm trying not to look at, trying not to look at all these faces through the tears, and I look up and all, all the church congregation, because we're a small church, everyone knows each other, we're a family, you know, and um, of course I'd made sure that each and every one of them had known me, and that I was never going to come to Christ, and and I'm walking down there, and they're all.
But more than just an entertaining story about how I came to Christ, this is a story about how love, agape love, can change the lives of the people that you think are never, ever, 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 never going to make a decision. And I'm telling you right now that there are some people here, there are some people in this community, there are some people even right here right now that are having that same discussion that I was having with myself and everybody else around me. I am not making this decision. I am a good person. I do not need it. I do not need a crutch. That was the way I, I was taught it. That was the way I understood it. You know, but this family of God-fearing, grace-loving, spirit-filled Christians like each and every one in here, they understood that it wasn't them that was going to do it. It wasn't them that had the power to take me from that place of being not there to over the line. God calls a person. God calls a person when it's their time. And all we have to do is keep that commandment Love one another as I have loved you. I tell you what, Jesus has loved me so much since that day. And before that day, I can see his hand in my life. And his hand is in your life. And you have a calling. You have a purpose. And God has given you the grace to walk out that calling. And all you need to do is accepted. I love what Paul was preaching before, because he was. He was preaching. He was preaching. This is not something you can earn. See, that's the trouble I had. My head was all about what I can earn. I was all about the workplace. I was all about, I'm good at earning stuff. That's what makes me better than all these other people I'm walking on. I can earn it. But what God's got for you that can take you to a much greater level in your life. His purpose that He's got for you, what you were created for, you can only achieve in the fullness of God's grace. Amen. And His grace, His grace is given to you, given to you freely, 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 freely. So how do we love? How do we love as God loves us? It's a tall order, the way that I look at it. How can you love someone that you don't know so much? Because that's what he's saying. He's saying, Jan, you need to love me just as much as Christ loves you. And I need to love you, Andrew, just as much as Christ loved me. There's a scripture that talks about in 1 Corinthians 8, 1. And the, the latter part of it is, Knowledge puffs up, but love edifies. Now, I want you, if you take nothing else away this morning, I want you to take away this. Love edifies. In the Greek, oikodomeo, which for any of you that are looking for a name for a kid, it's available. Oikodomeo. In the Greek, it means to be a house builder. 
to construct. Are there any builders in the house this morning? Can you raise your hand if you're a builder? Raise your hand if you're a builder. Wally, yeah. Anyone know how to build anything? Anyone built anything in their life? Yes. All right. Ladies, look around. Try and find the guy that's got his hand up because they know how to love. They know how to love. They've got the secret. Love builds. Love builds. It constructs. It edifies. All we have to do is build each other. Look at your brother and sister and see what's inside them. See what God's put in them. And whatever you say to them, make sure it's building them. Building them. Because that's what God wants us to do. Build each other up. I tell you what, if we had a church that built everybody up in the church, the church would be building, the community would be building, there'd be more and more people coming into a place where they get built up, they don't get torn down. You come in here with things that you think are broken, there's someone here that can mend it with God's grace and power, and He will build you up. Amen. Amen. Tap somebody and say, I'm building you up. I'm building you up. But we can't do that kind of love, that agape love, without Christ. There's love in the world. There's love in the world. But that agape love, that edifying love, that love that will build you and I and our church and our friends and our family, that comes from God, who is love. God is love, amen. And like I said before, I'm going to give you an opportunity this morning. I'm going to give you an opportunity this morning to set your foundation in that love, amen. We already have one here ready to go. And I just want to speak into you a spirit of boldness right now. A spirit of boldness, because if you want to make a difference where you are, if you really want to turn things around, not only in your life, because God doesn't just work like that. He's not just going to come down, fix your broken pieces, and move on to the next one. He's going to come down. He's going to fix your broken pieces from the inside out. This is what happens when you give your life to Christ. His spirit comes and works in with your spirit, and from there outwards, you are changed. And from there outwards, you are given power. And it doesn't just stop at your skin. It goes out, pours out around your feet, and it edifies those around you. So if you've got friends and family, if in your workplace you need to see change, you need people built up, you need Christ. Amen.